Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All of our churches, everybody tuning in online. It is uh, mid-July and maybe you're still traveling and we just appreciate you keeping up uh, by going to our app or watching online. And uh, of course, it was just an amazing day yesterday. And like uh, Carla said, we're gonna give you a big recap next weekend. But uh, I'm really excited what I wanna share with you today. And before I get into today's message, I just wanna say uh, one more thing is, is that was going on at the altar uh, here at our arena campus. Uh, your prayer language, if you received your prayer language, just make sure that you practice that, you pray in that every day. I really need to do a teaching about it. You can read a little bit about it in uh, 1 Corinthians 14 when the Apostle Paul uh, talks about, he says, you know, I pray in tongues more than you all. And uh, how many of you know if Paul is good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. How about we'll just take that right there. And he says this type of prayer language, no man understands it. Only God understands it. And when we prophesy, prophecy meaning speaking a word of edification, exhortation, or comfort to someone else, we edify someone else. That's a big part of what we do uh, in church is, is edifying others and edifying one another. But when we pray in our prayer language, we, we edify ourselves. It builds you up in your faith. It's like an inner strengthening uh, in your spirit. And here's what I've learned. And, and if I'm not edified, it's hard for me to edify somebody else. Amen. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, that, that you can't give what you don't have. And getting happy in God is so, so important. And that's part of the, the fight of faith. Amen. So, so look, I'm going to jump right in the message. I'm going I'm to uh, keep it short and sweet today. But that means that y'all, y'all, everyone just lean in. Give me a lot of amens all that good stuff, and uh, I, I don't wanna, I wanna kinda just get what I wanna preach today. We've gone a little long, and I know many of you were out uh, serving yesterday. Uh, if I had a title for this message, it would be No Other Place and No Other Name. Because there's no other place like the church, and there's no other name like Jesus. And that's what we're all about. Let me pray, Father, we love you. We thank you for your word, God, in these next 25 minutes or so, help us to lean in, God, and, and reveal to us the power and the importance of a spirit-empowered life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Awesome, we just read here at, at, at the arena, we just read during the altar, Acts chapter one, verses four through eight, where Jesus talked about that when the Holy Spirit comes, it's gonna give us power, we're gonna get empowered, uh, so we, that we could be his witnesses. And, and many of us, yesterday, we were out being that witness. We were shining the light of Jesus. And it's so important that the life that we live, uh, let me give you some, some language that you'll see in the Bible. The, the Bible talks about uh, being spirit-led. The Bible talks about being spirit-filled. The Bible, as we just read, talks about being baptized uh, in the Holy Spirit. And so, so when we look at all these things, being spirit-led, being spirit-filled, even when we think about the word of God, Jesus says, the words that I speak to you are spirit. My word, the words that I speak to you are life. You know, so if we're spirit-led, we're word-led. Am I right? 
But there's this whole thing in the Bible about being spirit-led and spirit-filled and all these kind of things. And, and here's, here's what we're gonna see. And so right after this, the, you know, in, in Acts, the Holy Spirit comes and in Acts 2, the church is birthed and there's 3,000 people. And now I wanna take a peek and look at a passage of scripture where we see two of the disciples going out and, and it's a great picture of a spirit-empowered life. See, when you live a spirit-empowered life, here's what you can expect. You can expect God to show up. You can expect to God, God to show up, not when you come to church in a worship service. You can expect God to show up on your way to work, in the coffee shop, in that business meeting. Are you following me? That's what the spirit-empowered life is all about. It's about a daily supernatural life with God and being able to see the opportunities that God places before. So let's look at a great story here in Acts chapter three, verses one through eight. This is Peter and John. Look what it says. It says, uh, no, I wanna go to Acts chapter three. It says, look, it says one day. Everybody say one day. So it's one day, watch. It could be any day. For you, it could be today, it could be later on, it could be tomorrow. It's one day, any day, in other words, all the time. You know the Holy Spirit doesn't get tired. You know God's always speaking to you. God's always speaking to us, just we're not listening all the time. Look, any day, one day, Peter and John were going up. Everybody say going up. See, here's the thing about a Spirit-empowered life. A Spirit-empowered follower of Jesus is always going, therefore they're always growing. A spirit-empowered church, a spirit-empowered follower of Jesus, they're going and they're growing. Come on, you can't grow if you don't go. Ooh, that's kind of preachy, isn't it? And you want to grow, well, then you got to go to church. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, you need to go to growth track. If you want to watch, if you want to grow in healing, if you want to grow in power, if you want to grow in wisdom, come on, you got to get out and go because the church is not what? The, the, the purpose of the church is not for us just to kind of sit around and get some fire insurance and kind of hold on as we just get pummeled by the world and wait for Jesus to come back or wait for us to die. No, our home is not this earth. Our home is in heaven. Our, there, there's, 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 you're never gonna be fulfilled. You know, here's what I find. I see this every single time that I go over, uh, that I'm over in a place like Zimbabwe, um, or we have a, a, a church over there. It's so interesting in some of these places, it's like they're so focused, like their main thing is hope and peace in the world to come. Their world is so, like in the West, we're so focused on better life, achieving our destiny, fulfilling our dreams, which is all great. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart, okay? That, that, what I'm saying is that's healthy, that's good, but I think sometimes we can get a little bit too much on this side and, and we need to remember that, hey, this whole thing's gonna burn up one day. Jesus is coming back. Only eternity matters. And I'm not gonna be happy if I've got too much expectation in this world and how I want my life to turn out. God's got a great life for you. It just might not go the road that you wanted it to go. 
Y'all don't want to hear this. <laughs> Are you going to help me out today? The, the, Everybody say going up. Come on. They're going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now look, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. So think about this. Here's this man. He was lame from birth. Isn't that just like every man? Every woman, what we're spiritually lame from birth. We are born into sin. We're all sinners. We all have, if you want to say there's a, there's a sickness, a spiritual sickness, a, a emotional sickness, a mental sickness, a relational sickness. It's the effects of sin. And what does sin do? It, it cripples us. It cripples people's lives. And here's this lame man that I think represents all people born into this world. And now, now look, he's put at the temple gate called beautiful. Everybody say beautiful. So this is a, the, a beautiful gate right at the temple. In other words, right at the house of God. Here's this beautiful, you could say it's a beautiful entrance. We could say into God's house, into the kingdom. Okay, and look. He was put at this gate. Look, he was put every day to beg. See, the world wants to put you in your place of brokenness. The world wants to put a label on you that's connected to your dysfunction, to your brokenness, to your mistakes, to your past, to your pain, the world wants to put a label on you're this and you're that and you're this addiction and you're this problem and you're this sin and you're the unpopular this and you're this and you're this. Here's, 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 here's the best the world can do. The best the world can do for you is just to put you in your place and maybe one day you'll get a handout. The world wants to keep us begging. The enemy wants you to keep begging for some spare change to maybe make your life just a little bit better. What you don't realize is that you're right in front of the gate beautiful. What you don't realize is that you're right. Oh, some, help me out. You're right there on the cusp of the kingdom of God. Because as we talked about last week, and where's the kingdom? It's in us. Jesus is here. Each and every person here and wherever you are, you are, you are one step away, one prayer away, one act of faith away from going from broken to beautiful. And, and there, there, there's a scripture in, a, in Ecclesiastes. It says, God makes everything beautiful in its time. That means you might be going through a tough season of loss, of pain. 
something really terrible has happened to you or you've experienced. Can I tell you this? It's only for a season. God will make everything beautiful in its time. He'll bring beauty for your ashes, but you've got to give God your ashes. Come on, you've got to bring those ashes to God. Don't hold on to your... Don't accept that label and that, 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 that victim mentality that the world wants to peg on you. So look, it says, look, they, he's, he's every day to beg. Okay, now look, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So here he is in his place. He's broken. He's a beggar. Watch. Here come Peter and John, right? So I guess he's looking at Peter and John. I, I mean, something must have been about him. He's like, hey, maybe these guys got something. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they, they, you know, they're, they, maybe they're a flashy uh, dresser like uh, Pastor Chris or John White or some of these guys in their flashy clothes or something like that. I'm just kidding. But he's, he's, he's so watch, here's the thing. And here's, I'm, I'm gonna give you a few things about this story and then we'll pray. Look, look. He asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Here's the moment, and here's the moment so many of us miss. They're just going about their day, one day, any day, on their way to the temple. This guy, lots of beggars around. This guy asked him for money, but Peter stops and he looks straight. How many of us don't see the everyday opportunities that God puts in front of us because we're so distracted, we're not able to look straight and have the right kingdom perspective? We're not looking straight, what are we doing? We're looking over, we're too much in a hurry. We're, we're, we're too busy. We're too, I don't have my phone. You see, how many of you have this habit? Uh, look, this shows you how bad it's got. Like, like I, I got this habit. I'm always slapping my butt. You know why? Please don't be offended. Uh, because I keep my phone in my back pocket. And if it's not in my back pocket, I start getting the heebie-jeebies. It's like the withdrawals. Well, how many of us were not able to, to perceive, we're not able to look straight at a God opportunity because what, we're looking straight at the phone, it's like three inches from our face 24 seven. Or we're looking at this, we're, 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 we're looking at, at, at whatever's going on around us. Here's what I'm trying to say, man. You've got, here's what the early church, the, the early church, they expected God to show up in some way, in some form, any day, any time, in any way. That's what we need to expect. That's what you need to expect tomorrow. We got to look right. You know, it's like my glasses here. Can I just tell you how I despise wearing these glasses. Anybody else? I'm always sweating on them. I'm always bending them. I'm always like on my face. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, like. 
But I tell you, I, it was like, I, when I turned, uh, I don't know what it was, like 42 or something. Can y'all believe I'm older than 42? Aren't you shocked? Like, you're like, God, pastor, look at you. You're so, I can't believe you. I'm not even gonna tell you how old I am. I'm, I'm in my 40s. We're just gonna keep it at that. So, but about 42, it was like one day. One day my eyes were great. It was literally the next day. I went to read, I couldn't see. Anybody else out there relate? I mean, it was like the next day. Wasn't a gradual thing. Man, I kind of freaked out. I was like, what's going on? Man, I'm going blind. I'm going. Went to the eye doctor. He's like, no, no, this is just how it happens. It's like any, any muscle. You, you get older, that muscle kind of gets weak. You lose your focus and, and you need uh, reading glasses. And man, I'll never forget, it was like when I first put on those glasses, as much as I hated to wear them, it was like, ah, I can see again. This is why the Bible tells us every day we need to put on the armor of God. We need to put on Christ Jesus. Why? Because our natural tendency is gonna be to have blurred vision and not be able to recognize the opportunities that God puts right in front of us. So when we put on Jesus, when we understand thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You know, that's a daily prayer. I'm expecting God to show up this day. I'm, I'm ready now. I put on my spiritual glasses. I'll have the right perspective to see the opportunities that God puts in front of me. Come on, can you give him a hand for that? So, so here's the first thing. Let me just give you a first. So, so, so the first thing, you've got to recognize the opportunity. A spirit-empowered follower of Jesus, we recognize the opportunities. We're expecting God to show up. Listen, who knows how many miracles await in your life this week? Who knows how God wants to use you to bring a miracle into the life of somebody else this week? Well, pastor, my life is so boring. That's because you're not looking for God to show up. Well, I just go to work and I type on the computer or, you know, whatever. Listen, it's all about perspective. It's all about waiting for God and looking for God to move. You got to recognize the opportunity. So look at the next thing here. Go back to that passage of scripture. Okay, keep going. So they said, look at us. So Peter sees, look. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Now look what Peter says. Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. So watch, here's, now, Peter had money. He wasn't a beggar. He wasn't broke. Okay, you can read later on in Acts chapter five. In fact, the church was doing very well. In fact, that's a New Testament giving message. It's called Ananias and Sapphira. God kills you when you don't follow through on your giving. Oh no, just keep us on the tithing, pastor. We're good with the tithing. We're... I'm just kidding. God's not gonna kill anyone. It's because they lied to the Holy Spirit. That's why they did that. But look, so what Peter's saying is, look, I don't have any money. I didn't bring my wallet. Watch. I don't have... What you're expecting, but to be truthful, you're expecting the wrong thing. Yeah. 
What you've been begging for, what you've been trying to get with a little spare change and a little help here and a little handout here, that's not what you really need. You see, church, that's the thing. The world is out there just like we all were. We're spiritually lame. We're broken. We, so many people just like us, we didn't even know what we needed. What does the church do? The church brings people, people we're the conduit. We bring people what they really need and what they really need is Jesus. It's what they really need. They might need some other stuff too, but until that need is satisfied, they will keep being thirsty. They will keep begging. Is anybody relating out there? Look, he says, what I do have, I'll give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I love the name of Jesus. It's above every name. It's above every type of lameness, every type of brokenness, every type of dysfunction, every type of sin, every type of pain. I'm telling you, there is no other name. There's no other place like the church. There's no other name like Jesus. And we got him 24 seven. Peter, look, look, he says, look, I don't have this, but look, but what I do have, I give to you. He recognized the opportunity. The second thing was, and this is for all of us, listen, focus on what you do have, not what you don't have. Focus on what you do have, not what you don't have. You know why many times we, we miss the opportunity? We're too focused on what we don't have instead of focusing and thanking God on what we do have. It's just like our lives, we're, too, we're so focused on the, we wanna be here and we've, we've got this little gap, we're, we're not there yet, we don't have this, we, we're so focused on that. How about instead of focusing on that, let's, focusing, let's focus on what we do have, let's focus on all the progress we've made, let's focus on all the things God's already done in our lives, let's focus on the blessings of God, let's focus on the goodness of God, let's focus on how God loves us. Is anybody hearing what I'm talking about. We need to start focusing on the right things. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I'm going to be glad. I'm going to get my grumpy butt up out of bed. That's right. I say butt in church. This is a PG-13 service. Y'all stop cussing. <laughs> I'm gonna find a way, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get up out of bed. And you know what, here's what I've learned to do, watch. If you don't focus, see, here's the thing. In, in, in psychology, it would be called replacement therapy. In the word of God, it's called renewing your mind. Okay? Here's what I do. If I don't put positive thoughts in my mind, and focus on what I do have, guess where my mind is gonna naturally go? All my problems, what I don't have, 
where I wish I was, all these other things. That's why the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. Stop letting the world put you in your place and keep you down and keep you broken, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So much of renewing your mind is just focusing on what you do have in Jesus and not what you don't have yet. And you know what? You know what else? Did I say I was finishing early today? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God, help me. No, you know, here's, here's another thing I found. This thing, you know what we do many times? We focus on what we don't like or we wish was different about ourselves. Like what we don't, uh, it's like what we don't have in ourselves, in our personality, in, in, in how we want popularity, relationships, getting further along in your career. You, we start what comparing ourselves with others. And you know how we compare? We look at others and we focus on what they have. And by focusing on what they have, it immediately shows us what we don't have. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. And all of a sudden we start, man, I wish I was, I wish I was further along in my career, man. I wish, man, I, I had that and look at, his or her marriage and look what they have and look what, here's the secret. Here's the secret. That person is just as jacked up as you. That's the secret. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> we all got issues, man. It's different forms and different ways. No, but what? We start what? We start doing that instead of, here's the thing. God made you who you are. No one else, do, do you see what I'm saying? Here, here's, what, here's, what you don't, here's what you don't realize. There's things about you that people need. There's a reason you're introverted and not extroverted. There's a reason that you're like this and not like that. There's a reason that God make you, that he, here's what God says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what fearfully means? It means God thought it out and he took time. He didn't just haphazardly throw you together. Well, I don't like my family. Well, God put you in that crazy family. Focus on what you do. Well, they're all alcoholics. Come on, you got to have one that ain't an alcoholic. Can you find one? <laughs> That's good. God's got you in that family. What a great opportunity for a miracle. Do you see? I can remember, I can remember when I was preaching and, 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 and as, as the church was going and growing and I was kind of growing in my gift, I would look at these, these other preachers and especially ones that like they were great orators and they had this command of language. You know, they would, and they would talk real fast, like T.D. Jakes or Christine Kane or, or some, of, some of these other 
great orators, like the, their command of vocabulary and language, and they could, they could put these words together. And I so wanted to be like that. I, I feel like my, I'm like, I'm just kind of like raw. You know, I'm like, I'm not thinking of the exact right word. I'm just kind of like, are you feeling me? You know, I'm like. <laughs> And so, so, so I, I can re remember, I, I was like, I was trying to, to, to work on that and work on that and work on that. And finally, what I realized was the more like I was trying to be that, I was neglecting developing the gift that God had given me, which is what makes me an effective communicator. And, and a leader, see, I am who I am. I'm never gonna be like this person. I'm never gonna be like that person. So I just need to be the best me. If, I, if I'm raw, then some people like raw. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some people like their steak well done. You're gonna get a medium rare from me, okay? So you, that's what you're gonna get. I listen to my wife, Carrie, preach messages. It's amazing. Is she amazing? But I'm not gonna read 300 pages from a Jewish rabbi on Saturday afternoon. I'm watching the football game, man. I'll let her read all that. She can learn all those words. You know, I'll be like, all right, tell me that. What does that mean again? <laughs> she preaches a message. I'll get like eight messages out of her one message. She's got... So much content. Here's my point to all this. So many times life, we see it on TV, we see it on social media, we see it on all these things. Watch, we're constantly focused on what we don't have. And when we focus on that, you know what we do? We miss the opportunities right in front of us for God to do miracles in us and through us. Focus on what you do have. Man, you've got Jesus. You've got a great church. With God, all things are possible. All of the, 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 the seasons of, of pain and whatever you're going through, I'm just telling you, God will make it beautiful in its time. God can turn it all around. You gotta keep believing. You gotta keep going. If you're not going, you're not growing. Don't don't let the world stop you and keep you begging when you're right at the gate. All right, I'm wrapping it up. So next thing, you just got to step out in faith. Recognize the opportunity. Focus on what you have, not what you don't have. And step out in faith. I mean, step out in faith. So, so many things in my life, it's just like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna invite this person to church. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna inject Jesus in this conversation. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna ask this person if I can pray for him. This doesn't make any sense, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pay for this person's gas. How many of you, God has told you to do something and you're like, that makes no sense. It's all the time. And here's what I've learned, watch. If we can step out in faith with the little things, then God gives us big things. I, cannot, I could sit here all day. Don't worry, I won't. I could sit here all day and tell you stories. Oh man, man I know I heard from God. God told me this. He, he, he told me that. And I stepped out in faith 
And then like, what have I done? Anybody else ever done that? Like, I'm like, oh my God, I stepped out in faith. I was sure this was God. And then all of a sudden I'm like, man, did I miss God? What's going on here? See, watch, there's always a test before the triumph. Do you see? Watch. It's just like this. Remember, Jesus told the disciples, hey, let's go to the other side. What happens? They push off. They get in the middle of the lake. They can't see where they came from. Jesus is sleeping. They, here comes the storms. They're like, did you hear? Did Jesus? Are you sure Jesus told us to go to this other side? They can't see where they're going. They can't see where they came from. God seems to be absent. And here comes the storm. See, there's always a test in the middle. It's always in the middle. It's a step of faith. But here's what I found out. If you just take the step, guess what? God will show up in the middle. The miracle happens in the middle. And God will get you to the other side. Some of you need to shove off. Just shove off. He'll get you to the other side. Step out in faith, believe and obey. Here's the thing about this guy. Okay, watch. He was expecting a handout. Go, go back to scripture. I'm really closing here. I'm really closing. It's not even 1045. Y'all need to tighten up. Y'all getting too soft. People in Zimbabwe, man, some of them are walking like three hours to church, fighting off lions and snakes and I'm a, I'm a, we gonna, we gonna have a talk. Okay, so, look, I love this. Uh, in the name of Jesus, look, taking, I love this, taking him by the right hand. What is the right hand symbolizing? By the right hand, that's the hand of God's favor. That's the hand of the first one. You know what was Peter was saying with the right hand, when he gave him the right hand? He was saying, hey, you know what? You and I, you have God's favor just like me. It's not that you're lame and I'm not lame. No, we're both sinners being saved by grace because of this man, Jesus. He gave, I love this, he gave him the right hand and he helped him up. He pulled him up in life. He got him out of his place of brokenness. He, he pulled him up. See, this man was expecting a hand out but the church gave him a hand up. We don't, we don't just, the world can give handouts and yes, we'll, we'll, we'll hand out and we give and we serve and all of those kind of things. But more than that, we give people a hand up. We pull them into God's favor. We pull them into God's blessing. Come on, this man was just looking for spare change, but the church gave him life change. Hey. That's the best the world can give people. Some spare change just to get them through to the next begging season. I'm telling you, the church doesn't give spare change. We give life change. We give people what they really need. And God wants to use you to do it. And the last thing. Everyone was like, this is amazing. This guy's healed. What's going on? How'd you do this? Peter said, why are you looking at me? This is not about me. This is about Jesus. This is about Jesus. When you live this, the spirit-empowered life, daily, you recognize opportunities. Recognize those opportunities. 
We're focusing on what we have, not what we don't have. We're going to step out in faith. We're going to believe and obey. And you know what else? We're going to keep it all about Jesus. All about Jesus. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. There's no other source of true life and eternal life than Jesus. It is all about Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.